Hi there. In earlier episodes, Doug and Jess have talked about the dangers of RevOps and what happens when RevOps goes wrong. There's a growing path to revenue operations that is efficiency left unchecked leads to centralization, which can feel really good. So is centralization a bad thing? Is it the path you should take? Find out here on The RevOps Show. Yes! Doug! Just have to ask you a question. Do we know what that question is? Sure. Well, you have to ask it, so I guess I have no choice. How excited are you? About? About? Uh, the about. fact that we have two RevOps shows this week? No. Are you referring to our team meeting? Where is our team meeting going to be this year? I don't know how I convinced you. I'm so excited. We're going to Disney World. Yes, this is, this is your dream. It is my dream. It is my dream. Disney World without kids. First time ever. So excited. They well, don't know yet. Fairness, They're going to be insufferable in when fairness, they find out. In fairness, we're going to have... You're going to have how many kids actually there? We're going to have... Roughly 12 to 15 kids, depending on who you, who you dictate as a kid, yep. who, who you define as a yep. kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so you're going there early. If I understand correctly, I am, I am absolutely going early. There's no way I'm not going early. <laughs> Taking advantage of our group discounted rate. I'm sure. <laughs> We're That's to be determined. Hopefully, hopefully we are going at a busy time. So that charge, might be an option. <laughs> charge to your expense account. I'm sure. Absolutely. Of course. Obviously. You, you have an expense account. Uh -huh. Wow. Holy. Let <laughs> me get somebody on this. So you're going to be in the park independent. Yes. The, like what is the number one thing you want to do? I just, I can't even decide. Like, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not lying. Like, I don't know which parks I'm going to yet. Like, this is, this is like a Sophie's parks. Choice type situation. Oh, I'm likely going to more than one park in that day. I will be getting a park hopper pass. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that you're not going to, um, that you're not going to Epcot. I'm probably not going to go to Epcot because we're going to be going to Epcot. So there's the Magic Kingdom. There's Magic Kingdom. There's Hollywood Studios. There's Animal Kingdom. That's it? There's only four? There's four. Well, there's water parks, but I'm not going to go to a water park. Um, so you're going to go to Harry's, Harry Potter's World? I am not going to go to Harry. I'm not going to Universal. I'm not. My goal is to go to the Disney bubble and not leave it. That's wait, my plan. Wait, Harry, Harry's not in Disney? You're embarrassing I, me I, right now, Doug. You're embarrassing am I, am me I right cross, now. Am I crossing up brands, Jess? Yes, you are. I think you're doing it on purpose, but yes, you are. <laughs> me? Like you're do just something trying like to that on purpose? Like you're just trying to agitate me on a Friday. I can't imagine that I would do something like that. No. That doesn't no. sound like me, Jess. Not at all. Not at all, that Doug. That doesn't sound like Here's me Here's the question. Are you, are you excited? Am I excited? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I love it when the team gets together. I know you do. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I might even... Uh... Well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to come down early. I don't want to destroy your independence are, are you a big rides person yes i'm a big rides person i like the food at disney and um 
I love the I love a nighttime well, spectacular. No one does a nighttime spectacular the way that Disney does a nighttime spectacular. Okay, hold on. I'm I'm gonna have to take issue there. Oh really? What issue are you gonna take? Have, have you not been to Las Vegas? Not the same. Tinkerbell doesn't fly in Las Vegas, Doug. Tinkerbell doesn't fly. Actually, Tinkerbell does fly in Las Vegas now. Have you seen the uh, the orb the the whatever I forget what it's called, but that the the dome thing. Yeah, the, the stuff like. Yeah, the, I have seen the, that. Ha, have you seen some of the excerpts of of YouTube performing in there? Yeah, I have. It is holy. It's incredible. I've, I've actually thought seriously about going out there to see them. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I'm, not, I'm actually worried that I would actually feel sick as a result of it with some of the stuff I've seen because, like, you. <sighs> yeah, so I felt the it, same way. By the way, because I get, I get, I, I don't get vertigo, but I get motion sickness, and I, I have a hard time with screens. I have a really hard time with screens. And so all there is is screens. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, it was I, yeah, there's there's some some crazy crazy stuff. So um so like you're big you're like are you a big roller coaster person? Stuff like that? I love I love roller coasters, yeah. Yes. Yeah, as see, I've I'm, got as I've gotten older, they don't love me so much, but <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you what. They So it's yeah, funny. So when I was a, when I was young, I didn't like them cuz I was afraid. Mhm. Yeah. Then then I stopped being afraid and then my back didn't like them. And now my back yeah. really, really, really doesn't like them. Yeah. They don't ride, they don't ride the same when you're, when you're pushing 40 as they do when you're 15. So. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen. Um, so you don't know which park, you don't know which ride. Are there rides at wild kingdom? Animal kingdom. Yeah, there are it's actually one of the animal best kingdom, rides is at animal kingdom. But I'm probably not going to do it. Where I'm probably going to do is Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom is if, if I had to put money today. Um, one of the best rides is Disney is in Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage. But I don't, I don't know that I want to go to the to Animal Kingdom. It, it was still relative. I don't think I've ever been there. It's actually, like they say it's not a zoo, but it's half zoo, half park. There's a lot of live animals. I it's. I like it. It's relaxing because it's not as full. Like you don't feel as rushed there. As you, that's the one thing I like about that park is a, it's a real relaxing park. But I'll pro- I probably will end up going to Hollywood Studios and, and Magic Kingdom. I mean, so Magic Kingdom, so you of course have to see Main Street Parade, right? Yeah, obviously. Of course. Of Got course. a Red Haunted Mansion. Um, now that movie didn't do so well, Jess. I know I didn't. I didn't. But I have my Haunted Mansion over here. Um, so what it like? What's special about the food? So first of all, the Dole Whip tastes different in in Disney World. I am adamant the Dole Whip tastes different. It's better, better. Okay. <laughs> it's better when you're walking through the castle and hearing a, the Disney song. Something magical about Understood. it. Mickey shaped food just tastes better, Doug. I will not be riding that ride. Um, you know what my favorite ride is what? The monorail. Monorail. You don't even have to. You don't even monorail. have to go into the park to ride the monorail, Doug. Monorail. Yep. There we go. Simpsons reference. I, I remember I rode the monorail when, when it was just contemporary. The only hotels there were contemporary, Polynesian. And what was the third one? What was the third? I forget. Was it Grand Florida? Floridian? No, was Grand that Floridian one there was, at that... was, was much later. Oh, yeah, no, I don't original, know what. Yeah, yeah. I don't it know what the third one is then. Contemporary, Polynesian. And I forget what the third one was. But huh. I actually, I do have a little PTSD from Disney because... Um, it was the one time my my parents let me rent a motorboat, one of the, you know those little motorboats that they have, mm-hmm. yep. and, you, and you get to rent them at a half hour at a time. 
And I'm yep. like, oh man, it's got to be about a half hour. Turned out I was out there for two hours. <laughs> they were not happy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Paid four times what they, they expected. I think they threatened to take it out of my allowance, which would have meant that I probably didn't get an allowance for the next 18 years or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so. well, there you go. Already, so Disney, Jess, Jess, um, you know what that means? You know what that means? What does that mean? Once we announce it to, to the team, Disney trivia starts. Oh, that's right. I'm excited about this. I, I this trivia. is this is this is one of my favorite parts about me going on a Disney trip is I get trivia from Doug every day. I'm excited to see what you come up with. So on that trivia, what are we talking about today, Jess? Other than <laughs> Disney. We are talking about centralization and whether or not that's the path. Is that the is that the is that is that what you're striving well, wait, for? Is I, that have your to, goal? I have to I have to I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. Let it go. Let it go. Turn away and slam that, the Disney? door. That is Disney. Yes, that is Disney. That is Frozen from Disney. Yeah, by Disney. And this is Disney too. <laughs> Me want cookie. That is yes, yes it is. Well, that's Sesame, Sesame Street. Whole... Is Sesame Street Disney. Muppets are Disney, but not Sesame Street. So hold on a second. All Sesame Street non-human characters are Muppets. Okay. They're all children's workshop. They, okay, yeah. Jim Henson. Are, Jim Henson, you, yes. You may not know this, but Jim Henson is the inventor of <sighs> Muppets. I know, I'm well-versed. And let me tell you something. All right. Cookie Monster, Cookie Monster is welcome anywhere. This is true. Okay, centralization, Doug. Centralization. So yeah, I'm gone. Well, so do we want to start with talking about what centralization means to you, or do you want to start with the LinkedIn post that triggered this? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the LinkedIn post that, that that triggered it. It was just the thing that 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 I guess put it over the edge for me. Okay, you know, just I should probably have these outlines open when we start so I can remember what the heck we're talking about. See, that that that's why preparing is so difficult for me because when we prepare, I forget that we did. So if if you go back to to some of our earlier episodes, we talked about the dangers of of RevOps and what happens when RevOps goes wrong and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm beginning to see a a growing node path as as it, and it, it's bizarre to me as revenue operations has become the super hot term sales operations you hear the term less frequently but marketing operations not is is not as big you know it's not as prevalent as revenue operations um you know but everyone i guess everyone likes it because because of mop and mops I think that's why it's, I think that's what you just like. want to say. I think you just want to say mob. I, I don't, you know, and I guess ROPS doesn't have the same vigor. The structure of revenue operations, the mindset of it left unchecked mm-hmm. leads mm-hmm. to centralization. Okay. Centralization feels good. Okay. I love, me love centralization. You know why I love centralization? Because it feels good. Well, yeah, but you know why it feels good? Because nothing happens without my, without my knowing, without my say-so. Yeah. Yeah. Efficiency left unchecked leads to centralization because centralization enables the greatest efficiency. That's not, that's, is that, so you're talking about efficiency. You're talking about centralization. So, so is that, is that a bad thing? It depends. Okay. Well, is centralization, well, is centralization a bad thing? It depends what you're centralizing. So let me tell you a story. A long, long time ago, Jess, in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. 
God said, let there be lips. Name the movie. God said, let there be what? Lips. I don't know what movie that is. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. You're on the Rocky Horror? I'm not a huge Rocky Horror fan. Like, I'm not, I'm familiar, but I'm not, not a... I'm not a person who's like gone to see it at the Rocky Horror. You haven't wanted to see Rocky Horror at the theater when it, it, I have not seen it at the theater. No, I'm not. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those people. When I was a teenager, I did the whole midnight movie Rocky Horror thing again and again and again and again. Oh, Uh, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, at one point I knew all this stuff that uh, I think what I just said wasn't actually an official part of the movie, but. Uh, we are doing we are doing really well on a we are focused so, focused so so you know i remember back when i was a financial advisor and i worked with high net worth people i realized one of the biggest mistakes um mm-hmm. people made like the mindset of most financial advisory was wrong because if like what's one of the things that drives high net worth high income people taxes i want to reduce right. what i pay in taxes the the thing that i realized though was that the objective became i want to pay as little in taxes as possible it's like at, like all kinds of decisions went through this filter of, will this increase my taxes? So, so for example, one of the things that happened, and this was back in the day when stock options were very, you know, the more prevalent than they even are today in terms of, in terms of an element of comp, the common wisdom was you just wait forever to exercise your stock options. Because like, if I exercise my stock options this year, it's going to be a big taxable event. Um, and, and the nature of, of the type of stock, they were non-qualified stock options. So they, um, they would, you know, it would immediately go as income. And so there would be mm-hmm. this big element of, of income tax. But that led to, to a number of issues around concentrated wealth, concentrated stock positions, what happens if the stock goes against you. Um, but I also found that as you began to manage things and, and you understood tax rates and you expand your horizon of what you were looking for, that, that suddenly what looked like a bad tax idea, if I mm-hmm. looked at it in the context of one year, was suddenly a good tax idea if I looked at it through the lens of, say, five years. And then also if I looked at it through the lens of opportunity costs and other things. And what I realized was nobody lives, nobody benefits by paying less in taxes. They benefit by having more after they mm-hmm. pay taxes. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. like theoretically, I want to mm-hmm. minimize my taxes. Mm-hmm. I would have to go, oh, okay. Well, I was thinking about paying, like, so Jess, you come in and you said, you know, Doug, I want to minimize my taxes this year. I said, oh, okay, no problem. I was thinking about paying you a million dollar bonus this year, but <laughs> that would have a pretty big tax. In- You're going to pay a lot right. of money in taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. By the way, you're welcome to want- pay me a million dollar bonus. This year, you're welcome right. to do that. But, but again, like I mean, yeah. you, you've heard me no, talk about with, 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 with shortened sales cycles. It's like, hey, you want to mm-hmm. sort your sales cycle? Just wait until someone's writing the check to ask them. Don't right. get started until they're writing a check. You'll have very, very short sales cycles. Right. So, yep. so that's kind of what, what ends up happening is efficiency. You know, too much of efficiency, too much efficiency becomes a problem. If, if we think about it, what, what is so much like a large part of the, the basis in the argument for RevOps is, is to control chaos. Mm-hmm. To minimize chaos. Yep. Right. To to create order, minimize chaos, maximize order. Yep. But listen here, you sales and marketing people, you stop wrestling in the backseat, or I'm going to turn this car around. They're the no right? police. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
the thing is, I that 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 becomes the ultimate element where where right. where, where it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, he, here's the thing. Have, have have you ever stopped to think about what is chaos in in the sense of of in organization? I mean, yes, but not 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 like sat down and said, "What is chaos?" But yes, I have thought about it. Yeah, chaos is variance. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. you might even say chaos is unpredictable variance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, sure. You could say random variance, but if you really dig deep, you you learn there's no such thing as random. You know, we don't want to be surprised. Surprises are scary, and a lot of variance is bad. Mm-hmm. If you have too much variance, you can't scale. But you know yep. what happens with you know you know what you know what lies within parts of variance. A lot what? of value. A lot mm-hmm. of value. As a matter of fact, value, new value, only exists in variance. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so here's here's the fundamental challenge. I think the reason I love revenue operations is the same reason I love baseball. Right. So he, here's here's why baseball is an amazing pursuit. They they give you a round bat. Mm-hmm. They throw a round ball and your job is to hit it squarely. Yep. <laughs> right? Revenue operations is in the domain of of market facing. It's in the domain of sales and marketing. What is sales and marketing based on? It's based on distinction, it's based on differentiation. Differentiation by definition is variance. Mhm. All value lies in variance. All value is variance. I'm sorry, that's yep. not fair. All value is not variance, but all all added value is variance. Right. Right, salt is salt. There's value in salt, salt is salt. But you're not going to go out and say, hey, buy my, my salt is better. I mean, I'm not right. saying people don't do that, and I'm not saying people don't buy that. But it's not true, salt is salt. Right. Uh, and, and so what, what makes revenue operations so interesting is you need to your, – your, your job is to maintain order. Mm-hmm. Build predictability while maintaining variance, distinction, variation. And by the way, the, the thing the thing with unpredictable variance and unpredictable value is is that those are where like all the great I mean, innovation is unpredictable. Is like I think almost by definition, innovation is unpredictable because if I could predict it, it's really not all that innovative. So it it it's the it's the when the axis shifts and you actually really have a game changer that is by definition unpredictable variance. Yep. And and so if you kill that, you you kill the creator of, of your value. You 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 kill what gives you your competitive juice, if you will, the the you know what enables that. Yep. Um now the the you know the challenge with planning is planning is so built on laying things out in an element of order. You know, the, the, the difficulty is you can't plan complex ecosystems. Effects become their own causes, right? Um, and and so it, it's what, you know, I hate lucid charts. Do you? I do. I hate them. I, I really, and actually I realize this. I hate them and it's why I like mind maps better. And, I, and most okay. people like lucid charts better. You know why I like mind maps better? They're dirtier. I like my process diagrams dirty, Jess. Am I allowed to share that on the RevOps show? I know. I didn't, this took a turn. You know, you know what I mean? Like mind maps, if I give mm-hmm. you a mind map and I give you the equivalent lucid chart and I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't have anything against the product lucid chart. I'm talking about the actual charts. Okay. Yep. Um, 
the the mind map looks more chaotic. Yeah, it does. It, it looks does. less clean. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. It looks sure less does. precise. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it because it looks a lot more like life. <laughs> Lucid charts kind of have the box here, and 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 this flow chart means you know this symbol means this, and this symbol means that, and and everything is just so precise. And we look at it, we go, well, geez, the, the, if it's a this, then it goes to here, and if it's a that, then it goes to there. But what if it's not a this or a that, and it's both, and like all like that's that's the life of sales and marketing, right? And and I'll tell you what, if you wanna if you wanna win the game today, and you're doing anything at all competitive, you better be fast. You better be fast. So what's the real job? The real job of of RevOps is velocity and throughput. Mm-hmm. It's not speed and efficiency. It's velocity and throughput. You could probably do centralization if everything worked in, in rhythm and in tandem with each other, if there was synchronicity through all processes, mm-hmm. but there is not synchronicity. We, we, we deal with imbalances. We deal yep. with surprises. We deal with uh, constraints. We deal with bottlenecks. And, and, and what's worse is our constraints and bottlenecks aren't always the same constraints and bottlenecks. And oh, by the way, we're also managing this open loop system. So the very idea of centralization is false because in sales and marketing, the market gets a vote. I was a guest on a podcast, um, RevOps okay. earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And, and in the prep before we got going, he started talking something. Oh, we, we were, the, the host was, was telling me his background and... You know, he started a business that failed, et cetera, et cetera. I told him this story when I was coaching college baseball. One of the assistant coaches that came on, I, I think he lasted for fall ball. Um, <clears throat> but he was getting his MBA. And, and he learned that I owned a business. And he's like, oh, wow, you own a business? He's, I, got my, uh, I got my entrepreneurial certificate at GW over the summer. I'm like, your entrepreneurial certificate? I'm like, wow, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't even know. By the way, at the time, I didn't know that that, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's your certificate. Congratulations. Bill, you're a law. <laughs> yes, you're an entrepreneur. Um, and, I, and I was a, in a little bit of a salty mood. Um, and so I said to myself, oh, you got your entrepreneur certificate? I, I'm like, how did you get that? I said, did you like have to go do something and lose a quarter million dollars in the first year of doing it? Because that's how I got my entrepreneurial certificate. Right. And, and, and so we were talking about the market. And I said, I have three rules about the market. The market is always right. Toughest lesson mm-hmm. in the, world, the market is always right. The market doesn't know what it wants. And what the market wants is always changing. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? If, if you want to play a game where those are the three rules and those three rules excite you, you go, hey, yeah, let's go. Then entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is a, great, is, a, is a great pursuit, right? Norman Schwarzkopf says, gentlemen, in wartime, the enemy gets a vote. Mike Tyson said, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. So, so by definition, you can't any any aspect of control or centralization or whatever is a myth because the market gets the final vote. But doesn't wouldn't centralization put you in a better place to deal with that, address that? No. If something if something comes up, something changes. No. Yeah. How how would centralization change? How would centralization adjust that? Address that? Well, to because you have that order in place isn't it isn't it worse if you don't have that order in place and then some, the unexpected happens or the or craziness happens if you don't have 
a good process so you don't have order in place. Like you don't have centralization. You don't have order in place. Like how, how's our supply chain doing four <laughs> years later? Mm-hmm. We're still digging out from, from yeah. okay. the most efficient system in the world. I mean, in history, right. Mm-hmm. But, but there was no resilience, right? So, so centralization, how, how's China doing right now? Right. So the, uh, in, you know, especially in today's world, in, in, in a world where average is now easy, especially where mm-hmm. average is now easy, which is what AI is doing. Right. Right. And, and, and where the noise gets louder, what you have to be is exceptional. Well, think about this, just exceptional by definition is an outlier. Exceptional is a variant. Mm-hmm. Exception yeah. is not normal. Yeah. Exceptional, right. exceptional, yep. exceptional requires it to be an exception. Right. To, to be successful today, you have to be abnormal. Okay, yeah. What is aligning vectors? Can you align vectors centrally? I mean... I'm sorry. Can you align ve- vectors centrally where, where, one, where more than one of those vectors, and actually I probably would go with if one of those vectors is a human. Mm-hmm. Probably not because humans aren't stagnant. Humans are variants. <laughs> Well, have you ever tried telling somebody what to do? Yeah. In a multi-step sure. process? How's that work? How's that work for you? How's that working? Works fantastic. That was sarcasm. <laughs> but by the way, sometimes the human wakes up and doesn't feel well that day. Right. Well, how do you, what do you do? Do you have to go back to, hey, centralization, Jill's not feeling well today. Please inform what adjustments we must make. Right, doesn't work. I mean, it's right. Right. Yeah. Why okay. do we have technology? Why? Why? Why do? You, I mean, re- remember the human. If you're selling to humans, the human is the feature. They're not the bug. Right. Right. We're, we're we're looking at differentiation. If if I mean, if we have centralization, then let's just have Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. Make every presentation. I think that's a great plan. Right. What? Why not have? I mean. You know, when we were doing, when I was doing a lot of sales advisory, when like we were working really heavy, primary, you know, building out sales process, sales teams, you know, well, could, could you write a script? I'm like, yeah, can, can you, only if I can script what the customer says, what the buyer says, what the prospect says. Mm-hmm. The prospect says something unexpected. What is great selling? Great selling is hearing what isn't said every bit as much or more than what is said. How do you plan for that? Yep. Right? So, so all those things come in. But mm-hmm. like the whole point of this, like the greater the complexity, the more the decision has to be made at the final point, mm-hmm. right? That, that last mile yeah. is where it has to happen. Now, what, it, what is RevOps, RevOps's job? RevOps's job is to create an environment that enables a, a greater aligning of vectors. Will you ever have your vectors completely aligned? No, of course you won't. Mm-hmm. Will you ever have, so like, here's the problem with centralization and efficiency when you apply it to a world of sales and marketing and growth. Centralization and efficiency rely on perfect information. If you have all of the relevant information and that information is accurate, then centralization and efficiency is good. Mm-hmm. So I am seeing literally this idea that change, this change has happened. So now, now you know, if marketing need, if marketing wants to change the properties in whatever, 
they're going to have to go through revenue, op- you know, they're going to have to go through sales operations yeah. to request the change. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Wait, I mean, we've we've seen this before in a myriad. Do of you places. know? Do you know that there used to be a large central area that was staffed completely by people who did nothing but type on typewriters? Yes, I did know that. Right, and and so how did they get? Did, did they come up with what to type? No, they did not. Somebody told somebody else that they wanted yeah. this to be typed. That then got told to somebody else to type that. Does that make any sense? No, but that's what we used to do. <laughs> right now, now some of that was because maybe you had to. Right. Some of that was because you could. If I have to go to you to request something, by the time I request it, it's probably too late. So how do you how do you avoid chaos? You don't. Because because the alternative, but the alternative is. So if I don't, Death. if I don't have to, I don't know, Jess, think about your life. How do you avoid chaos? Sit on your couch and do nothing. Yeah. That's how you can avoid Fair. chaos. If you do that, you will minimize chaos. Yeah. RevOps doesn't exist to, to eliminate the tornado. RevOps exists to ride the tornado. Do not kill the tornado. Valuable thought. Do not kill the tornado. Why do you say that? Because the, because the tornado is, is where it happens. Right. I didn't even create it. I mean, I, I love the term Jeffrey Moore. Everyone remember, everyone mm-hmm. knows Jeffrey Moore for crossing the chasm. Yep. His next idea is when you're in a high growth phase, it's a, he caught in a high growth market. He he's the person who coined the term. It's a tornado market. Why do small companies kill large companies? What is the innovators dilemma? Why do small companies kill large companies? Yep. Because mm. large companies, because, because there's a, as, as you get larger to control complexity and chaos so that you you end up centralizing centralizing mm-hmm. introduces these various feedbacks these low value feedback systems yep that that that, that require approval for mm-hmm. yeah right and 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 so the young company the new upstart company is is able to you know like so so one of the problems with with centralization is the people that are centralizing it mhm are man, become become status quo managers, and the system fights change by definition, right? What what right. we need to do is figure out how do we bring how do we bring distributed action. Where, where we need centralization is centralization of of data. We need transparency to be able to see through, so that RevOps and the people in analyst type positions can be looking ahead, can be forming new hypotheses, can be identifying early signs of, and we can treat upstream problems upstream. Centralization almost by definition, actually not by definition, by, by structure ends up, mm-hmm. ends up preventing you from, from addressing upstream problems upstream because for all the reasons we talked about, there, there's no sign of the upstream problem. So somebody has to get approval to to take out seven steps, right? Mm-hmm. So for, for years and years and years, we measured talk time and we said our, our, our service agents needed to be efficient and we measured efficiency by talk time. And what we didn't see was that 40% of our call volume was because somebody forgot their password. No, I'm not right. this is this is a true story about Expedia. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, why yeah. don't we put a help? But like th- those things get missed as, as you begin to centralize. So you, you also, if I have, I mean, let's, let's talk about Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. 
if you're gonna if you're gonna judge me on dinner, the least you can do is let me shop for the groceries. Well, well, if I have to ask you to do everything that I want to do, what happens is I stop thinking about doing it. Right. Right. So, so in the very name of eliminating silos, we create these silos. Right. You also, what I'm hearing is you also kill velocity, which because I'm now have I have this start stop start stop or I'm having to wait on approval for, and so you're you're yeah, killing forward movement, you're killing velocity. Yeah, the danger is that you don't see that there's a there's a meaningful delay, there's a latency, a significant latency in the system before you see that. Like, like the scariest thing about centralization is in the initial steps of centralization, you'll actually see performance improvement. Oh, interesting. Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Closed roasting center, took beans out of the store. Costs went down. Right. Margins went up. Mm-hmm. But Starbucks stopped being Starbucks. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, not my job. Yeah. Right. So, so... What is RevOps's job? RevOps's job mm-hmm. is is education. Probably more, over and above everything else is is two things: education and building the genius into the system. Don't prevent me from doing something. It's it's what we've talked about with required properties. Required properties is an example of centralization. Yep, it's your favorite thing. <laughs> well. No, I mean you it's, you've brought me you've brought me around on this because I used to feel the the total opposite way about this. I thought required properties were necessary and a benefit to everyone required, involved. Required properties make it easier. No question about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Required properties will reduce the number of mistakes. Yep. No question about it. It'll also reduce your growth rate. Because mm-hmm. by the way. You may not know this, Jess, but we generate revenue on dollars paid to us, not percentage of properties complete. Do we? Do we? Yes, we do. Right. Um, and 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 again, the um, Stanley McChrystal, you know, talked about this in, in his book Team of Teams. This is like we, we need we need a systems approach. And, and a centralization and transparency in, in the data set so that the management and action and decision and agency and judgment is at the point of impact. Right? The military used to, used to drill. That's drill, 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 drill. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They realized the, the problem was when they just drilled, there was mm-hmm. never a situation that matched it. To, to, to yeah. the drill. What do they do now? It's all scenarios, war games, complex planning so that we're going through and we're experiencing it and we're learning how to make decisions and, and, and post-action debriefs and, yep. and hypotheses and, like, and all those things that, that, that go on. If I'm a salesperson and you bring centralization, if you try to control too much, you, you, you kill, as you said, you kill the velocity. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that we have to be looking at is throughput. Right. Throughput is how much energy comes out of the system. Not, not how much energy gets lost in the system. Yeah. It's not wrong to say if we lose less energy in the system, more energy will come out of the system. Right. And so there is, like, I'm not saying 
there's no centralization. I'm not saying there's no efficiency. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but it's kind of like when you're broken, efficiency is, is almost always a problem. Like that's a major right. thing you've got. Sure. Right. Then you enter this phase of you're not broken, but you're not necessarily working either. It's not necessarily working, but it's not broken. Right. Okay. There's still a th- like efficiency is an element there, but all of a sudden the game's gotten a little bit more complicated. We can't just look at that. Right. Then, then you get to where it's working, right? Mm-hmm. But you won't win if all your systems are working. A, it's impossible to have all your systems working. But but working is not enough. You have to have a couple that are exceptional. You have to have aspects of your business that right. are doing that, that right? And 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 efficiency plays no role in that. As a matter of fact, efficiency is the antithesis of that, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's what a complex ecosystem is. Right. And and that's why, I mean, the beauty of revenue operations done right is the job is never done. Because because everything you fix creates new things and feeds back and it and, and et cetera. So, so the question is not how do we control the process? Oh, and by the way, if you take a look at what's happening with technology, if you take a look at large language models, AI and other things like that, if, if, mm-hmm. if revenue operations takes on this idea that our job is to control elements and the job is standardized, in, in, enjoy the next few years of employment because you're not going to have a job soon because technology will do that better than you. Like, I understand, I understand why centralization's a problem. What approach should you take if you're trying to bring bring order to things? Like I get, we, we talked about, you know, the human elements, we talked about distributing actions, but like, what are some actual things that you can do if you're trying to bring order to the chaos without fully centralizing everything? So I would say bringing order is the wrong objective. That should not be your objective. Okay. Where is disorder preventing you from, from, okay. Right. Your, your job is progress, right? And that's why I say, yep. so, so you have to identify throughput metrics. Yeah. Yep. Right. We, we, we focus on efficiency. Mm-hmm. We focus on this idea of, of, of total relevant market. And then we go around asking, why does our return on invested, ca- invested capital go down? Why does our cost of acquisition go up? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like one of the things that's happened and, and, and there's so much about technology that, is, that has brought this in. And, and I mean, I'm going to sound really bad here in a sec- for, for, for a minute. And I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean to come across like I don't, like I don't have empathy. I don't, I don't feel bad about this. But I see a lot of people in the tech industry complaining about things that have just been happening in every other industry for decades. I mean, such as, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna hit layoffs. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Salesforce is going through another round of layoffs. Okay. Well, go go to Detroit and talk to people in Detroit about about layoffs. Right. Yep. Right. Regulation. Oh my gosh! The government said that Adobe cannot buy Figma. Amazon, the European Commission said Amazon cannot buy iRobot. Right. Yep. Well, well, you know what? The U.S. government told Jay Rockefeller he couldn't own the railways and the oil producers. Right. Right? So, like, where, you know, so, so things have matured, et cetera. And, and, and my point here is, again, I'm not saying that I don't feel for that, but but stop talking, like, stop thinking that we're in this world 
where we have all growth. It guess what? We're on a roller coaster. You're gonna be impressed by this, Jess. You're gonna be impressed by this. We're on a roller coaster. Am I? And roller coasters don't treat the body there we go. when you're 15 like they do when you're 50. Yep. So so the 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 job isn't order. It's it's probably more to prevent disorder. It the job is not to eliminate friction. So so yeah. you've got to focus. So so there's a couple. You got to map the process. And I'm still blown away by how many people have revenue operations teams that don't have processes mapped. And, yeah. and I want to emphasize a lucid chart that that talks about the flow of a lead is not a business process map. That is a that is a back end systems or tactical process map. Right. Yep. Right. There, there are, you know, where are the inflection points that matter? Mm-hmm. Where, where do courses move and get, you know, exit criteria? And don't just say your exit criteria. You got to li- like, are you following your exit criteria? I saw something today from a company that we know. They're actually sharing their exit criteria for the sales process. One of their exit criteria, I think it's for their fourth stage is investment is understood. I'm sorry. I've been 90% of the time I'm at step six with them and they still haven't told the, the prospect what the investment actually, what, what, what the real fee, what the real cost is, actually is. <laughs> right. Now, right. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not making comment on, on whether that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that those two, like, you know, right. Align yep. that. You've got to identify opposable metrics, right? So when is customer acquisition too high? Yes. Mm-hmm. But when is it, when is customer acquisition yeah. too low? Yep. Yep. When are closing rates too low? Yes. When are closing uh-huh. rates too high? Right. When, when are yep. sales cycles too long? By the way, actually, I want to say this. I don't understand the idea of a sales cycle being too long. I don't understand it. A sales cycle to me is. Yeah, I really don't. What, what is a sales cycle that's too long? I don't have 10 years. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. If the sales cycle is 10 years, I know it's 10 years. Right. Yeah. So an unknown sales cycle is the issue. Un- unknown no, no. time frame on your sales cycle. No, but like what would farmers do if they said, you know, the sales cycle time for corn is too long. We need to cut the sales cycle time. For corn. They're screwed. Right. It's just, it, yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. You know, Jess, the sales cycle time for kids is it just takes too damn long. We need to cut the sales cycle time. You yep. know what? And I know you'll agree with me on this. You know what? You know what? Sales cycle time is too long. What? Pregnancy. I agree. I do agree. Why does it have to take nine months? You know what? How long it takes Let's bring for a baby to bake? Great. I I think Jess, if we can bring nine powerful women together we can cut it down to one month and I, I knew we were gonna hit on that on this episode at some point when we started talking about efficiency <laughs> right. now when sales cycle times change mm-hmm. here's my question why is a 17 day sales cycle considered better than a 98 day sales cycle i'll be honest with you i'd rather have a 98 day sales cycle because you get the you money sooner why yeah but because if my sales cycle is 98 days, I come into this quarter, I know if I have a problem or not, I have to do something. If my sales cycle is 17 days and I come into this quarter, mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if I have a problem yeah. or not. Right. Now, yeah. now, if you get to larger companies, you get to, to, to a law of large numbers, et cetera. But like if, if, a, if my sales cycle is 463 days, then, then, okay, I'm, I know to account. I know how to, I, I account for that. I, I used to tell the story about inbound marketing. I, I used to say, look, 
you remember I told this because I told this story to you. Something is happening to somebody in your market today. It's going to lead down a path. And three years from now, they're going to need to buy something mm -hmm. from somebody in your industry. Here's my question. Do you, do you want them to know who you are today? Do you want to know who they are today? Or do you yep. want to wait until 17 days before? I'd rather know today. Yeah. Why do I not want to have that connection today? Right. So, so the goal is through. Yeah. The goal yeah. is, I mean, if we want to be efficient, let's be efficient with our capital. Yeah. And how can we be efficient with our capital is, is allow higher impact actions at the point up. I've seen people say it to the like operations. People are fighting this battle to, I saw something like a 10 to one ratio of, of this role to an operations person. And maybe people will, you know, it'll become a, you know, five to one. I'm like, why do you want to do that? In the name of efficiency, you become inefficient. Yep. Yep. But like we, we treat the tornado like it's wrong. Mm -hmm. The tornado is the golden goose. I don't know no that I'm tornado, following. No tornado, no golden goose. Okay. Right. What growth company is as clean on the inside as it might look like on the outside? It, right. I, no, I think none. some of the problem is just like everyone else, everyone else's house. No one. Yeah. Every time I go over to their yeah. house, it's always clean. Right. Yeah, exactly. That, that, and again, I get it. I want to have control. I want things to be, I want everything to be in its place. It's nice, orderly, et cetera. You know what, you know what we call that actually? You know what we call that like Jess? We call it boring. So again, what, what, what can you do? Focus on like, here, here's my question. I don't want you doing less. Mm -hmm. I want you entering data earlier. How do I make it easier, freer to get that data in earlier? How do I, how do I do? And by the way, if I tell you, I want data in earlier and I, and our metric is clean data, I'm going to pick on we're, her. Head yeah. I think she'll be okay with this. I know we're at time. I'm going to pick on her. Head she, we were talking about goals. In, uh -huh. in Q4, we are talking about our goals this year, and, and, and she wanted to do two things. She wanted to, to really increase our traffic, our web mm -hmm. traffic, and she wanted to, to materially decrease our bounce rate. So she wanted to drive the quantity of our, of our traffic way up and the quality yep. of it way up, too. And I said, okay, I think we might have a – that. I mean, <laughs> God bless you, and I will tip my cap if you can do this. You might be making your job a little bit harder than you should. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. The um, reason for RevOps is more revenue at lower cost. That's it. Yeah. 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 So back to the, the tax use case. Um, so couple couple of key. So I, I love the do not kill the tornado piece because that's that's what I feel like sometimes in RevOps, we think that's what we're do, where our job is. And it's not. In fact, it's to ride the tornado. I just wanna, um, I just want to say one thing. Can you imagine what lift would be like if we didn't have a tornado. If we oh didn't no. Have a tornado. No. Absolutely. I mean, not. I get mad at it a lot of days too. I get really mad at it and, and well same. Wanted to go same. I, I view I mean you're using the tornado analogy. I feel I look at it as I'm trying to stay on the bull for eight seconds. That's what I think about I'm not gonna say every day, but a lot of days. Um how do we how do we bring distributed action? I really like that thought. How do we how do we distribute this out versus trying to centralize everything? Um, I don't know that you've ever pointed this out before. Rev, RevOps's job is education and building the genius in the system. We've talked about genius in the system. I don't know that we've talked about its job as education so much. And then that focus on throughput, not efficiency. I think we we don't, again, we don't talk about throughput enough. We, we, we are so focused on efficiency. Um, 
And then the one we always come back to map, map your business process. That's key and maintain that, that map, um, as you're working through things. Yep. I couldn't have said it better myself. Hey, Jess. Yeah, Doug. Remember, just say no to shitty RevOps. Till next time. And that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. Too much efficiency becomes a problem. Centralization can become a problem. RevOps is seen as the role that comes in to manage the tornado. But in reality, RevOps should be there to educate, help write out the tornado, and build the genius in the system. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug and Jess about centralization, email me at hannah at liftenablement.com or hit us up on X at Demand Creator or LinkedIn at Lift Enablement. And until next time, just say no to shitty RevOps.